Young Businessmen. Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and you're joining us for another bonus episode. Here at the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their passion. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. This month, we had Phil Lincoln Jr., CEO of the Tulsa Community Foundation and a Tulsa City Councilor. Phil has led the Tulsa Community Foundation for the last 18 years, and as the first and only CEO of the Tulsa Community Foundation, he oversees a collection of more than 1,000 charitable funds totaling approximately $4 billion, making the foundation the second largest of its kind in the nation. Phil is also the chair of the Arts Alliance Tulsa's Advisory Council, a United Arts Fund that strengthens and supports the arts for a greater Tulsa. Now, this luncheon is a little bit different than our traditional luncheons where we have a speaker come in and try to inspire our group and try to give them some practical business lessons that they can take with them. This one was a little bit more informative about some of the projects that Phil works on, but what I enjoyed about it was it kind of gives a behind the scenes look at, you know, what are some of the things that makes a community great? And the arts is one of the things that really is the thing that makes communities great. He's very actively involved in that. It's a it's a philanthropy type of thing, but it's important to our communities, you know, for us to invest into our community through uh, organizations like the ones that Phil represents is very important no matter whether it's Tulsa or, or wherever you live. So let's join Phil and listen to his message for young businessmen. So I'm going to talk to you about Arts Alliance Tulsa. Who has heard of Arts Alliance Tulsa like, like before you read the newsletter that we're going to be talking about it today? So a few of you, but we have a lot of work to do. Um, what about the Tulsa Community Foundation? Who's heard about the Tulsa Community Foundation? How about the George Kaiser Family Foundation? Ah, yeah, more. So the Kaiser Foundation is actually part of the Community Foundation. Arts Alliance Tulsa is part of the Community Foundation right now as well um, because we wanted to incubate Arts Alliance Tulsa as it was gaining momentum. And that's exactly what stage of life we're in for Arts Alliance Tulsa. Um, Let me get the clicker. Okay. So... You're familiar with United Way, right? And if you aren't familiar with Tulsa's United Way, you're familiar with the United Way in some other city. So the United Way in Tulsa goes out and really it's just about 50 nonprofit organizations in the social service space by raising a lot of money from individuals and corporations and private foundations. So they raise about 25 million bucks a year. And then they have a distribution committee that distributes that money to those 50 organizations. Some get hundreds of thousands of dollars, some get tens of thousands of dollars, and I'll bet you there's some that get a million bucks. And for that work, the Tulsa Area United Way keeps about 9% of that to cover overhead and costs, all right? And it's hugely successful. It makes a ton more sense for a United Way to have a focused campaign where community leaders, uh, corporations, private foundations, everybody's focused on the goal of trying to to raise that goal, that $25 million, because it affects all of us. Um, 
Many of us in this room have probably been served by United Way personally, or we're, we're only like one degree of separation from people who have been served by United Way. All right, so the United Way is a tried and true model. We've all watched NFL games where we see the hand fold down a little rainbow. So we know of United Way, we know of its impact. Well, Arts Alliance is a United Arts Fund that's, that's really developed along the same model as United Way is. But United Arts Funds are obviously focused on arts and cultural organizations rather than social service organizations. So I'm probably the most underqualified person to talk about arts and culture in this, in this room. You know, I took the, the fifth grade arts class and I remember sitting over, you know, making the, I, I don't even know what they, they were, designs out of that colored corn, you know, that green and yellow and red colored corn. Actually, one of those kernels ended up in my ear um, in third grade and it eventually came out like the next summer, actually. And that's a true story. I mean, that's a really a true story. Um, and I was in the band, so I was actually a drummer. So I don't know if you consider that being part of the band or not, but I, was, I had to read bass clef. So, but that's it. I mean, that's my only exposure to arts. It's not, you know, I wasn't like one of these kids who asked mom and dad to go to the museums on the weekend. I really don't like going to the opera and ballet still. I mean, don't tell anybody, but that's just not my thing. I'd rather go to a, you know, a soccer game or a football game or lacrosse or a wide variety of other things. But arts and culture organizations in Tulsa make a huge difference for our city. Um, you know, thankfully, people from the Northeast came to Tulsa when our city was growing and developing, and they brought their arts and cultural institutions with us, with them. And now we're blessed with one of the best ballet companies in the country, a fantastic opera, a reemerging symphony. You talk about Gilcrease, the largest Western collection or collection of Western art, outstanding Philbrook. But then, so those are the bigs. But we have tons of small organizations that I'll show you. I'll just show you a list of the organizations that we support. So Arts Alliance, we've been trying to get the Arts Alliance off the ground for decades. Okay, so United Way was founded 70 plus years ago in Tulsa by some outstanding leaders. But we just haven't gotten any traction on anybody being willing to help collectively raise money to support arts and cultural organizations. And thankfully, here we are. So Arts Alliance started last year, and these are the four bullet points are our goals. We're about united fundraising. The fourth bullet point there is about responsibly allocating those resources once they're raised. And then we're providing some intermediate services too, just some support services, some back office services and then building the audiences. So, um, you know, the ballet, they've got a pretty far reach, a pretty deep reach, and they've got pretty big pocketbook too. They can say, we want you know, this particular zip code to know about our ballet. Well, the little small arts organization, you know, they might do a Facebook post, and that's just as good as they can do because they don't have any marketing budget. They've got a whole bunch of people in production, and that's it. You know, they're really focused in on providing a, a service out there for in a let's say a black box theater setting they're they're not the granddaddy but they're just a, a child if you will and they're providing a lot of excuse me very valuable services so we're trying to help all the arts organizations and cultural organizations build their audiences <clears throat> so from an economic standpoint i hope everybody can see this there's plenty of tvs shocked this is a beautiful place um 
So arts and culture is a big deal in America. So $504 billion or 3.2% of GDP um, is generated by arts and cultural organizations and production. All right, if you compare that to travel and tourism, travel and tourism is only 2.8%. I don't know what the algebra is on that, but about 400 billion for those compared to $500 billion uh, for the arts and cultural organizations. In Tulsa, you get, you get down to nuts and bolts, and this is important to me from a city councilor perspective, but those institutions are generating about $6 million in sales taxes a year. Uh, the general operating fund of Tulsa is $270 million, roughly. So $6 million, if we didn't have the arts and cultural organizations, uh, we wouldn't be mowing the medians. Uh, we would have far less police officers. We would have worse streets. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if I said we would have better streets, you guys would have called me on that. Um, so, so it, it makes a material difference. Uh, 2,000 Tulsans are at work creating visual um, and performing arts daily. And then we've got 156,000 kids that are going through, um, and sometimes many of them, most of them, for the very first time going to see a production. They'll go to dress rehearsals of the ballet. They'll go see just a wide variety of things. Even if, they first step, if their first steps are under the gill crease through one of these uh, school visitations. I mean, there's lots of stuff to see in all of these museums, and it really does open up their mind. And, and that's really what I'm most interested in as well. I've, I've looked at some of the qualitative data, and you know, for, a, for a kid exposed to half a year of art, um, their average SAT is like 485 on verbal and 504 on math. If you expose them to four years of art and culture, you go to 535 on verbal, so about a 50-point difference, and on math, about a 40-point difference. So there is empirical data that shows exposing our kids and involving them in arts and cultural activities, whether it just be school-based, based, where they're dropped off by a school bus, or whether it be really institutionalized where you're sitting in arts classes or participating in choir or band or whatever it may be, it really does make a pretty material difference in who we become um, intellectually and, and culturally. So these are the 40 organizations that we support. And hopefully you all have your good contacts in today so you can read all these. But they're, they're from the biggest to the smallest. So I've already talked about the biggest, but Tulsa Glass Blowing School, the Tulsa Girls Art School. Um, where are some other small ones on there? Pocket Full of Hope, Theater Tulsa, uh, Circle Cinema. So there's just a whole host and, and they're, they're, they're through the, the gamut. The full broad spectrum of arts organizations are and will be supported by Arts Alliance. Because again, we're not, it's important for us to have all of these arts organizations for the full breadth and depth of the uh, um, entities and purposes that are out there for us to support. Um, we don't want to just support the small ones. Uh, we don't want to just support the large ones. But I think in the scope of, of uh, services that we provide and the funding that we provide, we'll probably end up being uh, more of a material difference maker to the small arts organizations in the grand scheme of things. Because at the end of the day, we're going to cut checks to all 40 of these nonprofit organizations. And the Tulsa Ballet may get $100,000. Well, on a budget of $5 bucks, you know, that's... That's a hundred thousand bucks. I mean, who's who's going to to squint or sneeze at a hundred thousand bucks? 
But if we give uh, $10,000 to one of these organizations that has a $50,000 operating budget, it's a material difference maker for them. So today, if you look at the Tulsa Symphony, um, this is about how they're raising their money, or this is from whom they're raising their money. So, you know, it looks a little bit lopsided. If one of our businesses was working off of a model like this, we'd probably be a little bit scared of losing some private foundation support in the Tulsa Symphony's case. Um, you know, and, and the world isn't, isn't oriented this way, really. I mean, how many, how many people do you know who, how many people in here have a private foundation? You don't have to raise your hand. But... <laughs> Not all of us have private foundations, right? And so probably not, not supporting the Tulsa Symphony, at least in this model, unless we're doing it as an individual. What we're trying to do um, at Arts Alliance Tulsa is get more to this United Arts Fund split of the pie. And I think we'll be able to achieve it. Um, where we rely a little bit on the corporate sector, a little bit on the private sector, but we really do spend most of our time talking to individuals about giving their money to support arts and culture. Uh, 80, nationally, 83% of all the gifts to every single charity across the country come from individuals. Uh, most living and some through estate gifts at the end of life, obviously. But we want to get to a, a, a pie that's shaped like this so that we don't have to rely just exclusively on you know, one sector over another. And you can see workplace giving and individuals in this case represents about 35% of the population. Hopefully our pie will represent, will, will be a lot more oriented toward individuals. The, the good thing is you can see this local government piece. So during the vision tax, tax, yeah, I guess we sold that a different way, but let's call it what it was. It was a tax. Um, most of that activity went to improving our streets and improving our quality of life through low water dams to create two lakes or just a wide variety of things that will drastically, I, I think, shape Tulsa's future. But part of it also was that the city of Tulsa, for the first time that we can find, is going to dedicate money toward the arts. So $150,000 a year comes from the vision tax into, arts, into the Arts Commission and then into Arts Alliance Tulsa. So it's a, a dedicated stream of money that will go to then these 40 organizations. So one of the things that we're doing, obviously in the fundraising area, is just producing ads like this that we'll put in Tulsa People, social media, a wide variety of things. This is Olivia Jordan. Olivia will be um, our keynote speaker for our annual event. Uh, but we want people, and you can see this portion right here, uh, we want to just convey how easy it is to support the arts in Tulsa. So I have not, I've not always given to the arts because when faced with 40 different solicitations from 40 different organizations, you know, which one do I give to? Do I give to the ballet? Do I give to Theater Tulsa? Do I give to the symphony? Do I give to Gilcrease? I don't want to write 40 different checks. That doesn't make sense, and I'm, I, I might be too cheap. I might be writing $15 40 times, and that, that doesn't seem worthwhile. So what we're trying to convey is through one gift to Arts Alliance Tulsa, it really doesn't matter if you give $50, $100, $1,000, and we'll take the thousands for sure if anybody wants to do that. Um, but, but that goes then through a funding formula, and then it goes and affects and supports all 40 of our organizations. And, and in this particular situation, we're just trying to convey that it's really easy to do it monthly. You can give 
online at Arts Alliance Tulsa, $10 a month, and then you just keep giving $10 a month, and that will go through our campaign, and it will continue to support all 40 of those organizations rather than just having to identify one. Now, if you have this love for Gilcrease or if you have a love for Phil Brook or pick five organizations, you can still do the 40 through Arts Alliance Tulsa, and you can still do those organizations with a, with a heftier gift if you would like. Um, and you know, we're, we're totally fine with that. We're just trying to get people into the uh, attitude, if you will, of, of really trying to support all arts and cultural organizations in Tulsa. We've created the Jane Hurd Clinton Society, uh, one of our outstanding women from long ago. But this will be a women's organization um, that's by invitation, and women will have an opportunity to go and create kind of a giving circle, if you will. And then they'll have plenty of opportunities then to be more involved in the, the arts and cultural organizations. Uh, Todd has worked out. Todd Cunningham is the executive director for Arts Alliance Tulsa. You should stand. I should introduce you. So, so Todd's been in the art space for a long, long time, and, and he's invaluable, and we could not be doing any of this without him. But he was able to negotiate a deal with Channel 6. So Channel 6 is at, uh, actually running 30-second spots for 39 of our organizations. There was one that opted out, just trying to convey how education, arts education, is truly important and what those entities are providing in that arts education space. If this works right, um, we should be able to see one. Arts Alliance Tulsa represents 39 local arts organizations. A pocket full of code helps you develop life skills and learning skills for music, theater, dance, video, and photography. Education is at the cornerstone of all that we do. We work with area schools and overall the focus on education through our pocket programs has made a lot of participants to have 100% high school graduation. Sponsored by Arts Alliance Tulsa, the Jane Bird Society, and News on 6. So it was fast, and you would probably have to see it a few times, but 100% graduation rate was the, the key takeaway there from the arts education piece. Right, go look them up, pocket full of hope. Um, but with a donation to Arts Alliance Tulsa, you would be affecting uh, pocket full of hope. Now those run on the 5 o'clock, the 6 o'clock, and the 10 o'clock. Channel 6 newscast, which is the most widely viewed newscast. Uh, Griffin Communications wants to get us out of the, the bottom. Well, I mean, I think we're 49th out of the 50 states in just about everything. And, and they're really trying to bring us, bring us to 48 would be, would be fine. So, but they, they, we paid a little bit for those spots, but we didn't pay very much for those spots. I think $300,000 is the value, and we paid 10% of that. So kudos to Channel 6 and to Griffin Communications. Good job. Yeah. Um, but those are, so, again, so for Pocket Full of Hope, you just think, could they have produced the 30-second spot? No. Could they have bought the time on Channel 6 or Fox or, you know, even like, whatever station cops is on um, you know that probably cost two hundred dollars for 30 seconds they couldn't have done any of that so through this coalition they've been able now to expose some of the good works that they're doing um, and if people pay attention then they'll know more about pocket full of hope 
Uh, we have a community calendar and event calendar so that people can see just the, the again, the breadth and depth of the offerings that the arts and cultural organizations have. And then this is the second to the last slide, and then I'll be happy to take questions. Um, you have the Oklahoma Arts Council is one of those entities that is able to distribute uh, predominantly federal dollars to our arts organizations. But you can just see the check marks in the left-hand column are, are what they are able to support with declining federal uh, revenues coming in and the ones that we're supporting with the Arts Alliance. I, you can't wait on the federal government to do everything for you and, and we're not waiting on them for sure because we're, we're going to stand up and we're going to do what's right for these organizations. And we have uh, now a, a method and a tool to support these entities. So the last one that I'll leave you with is, is just really a testimonial, if you will. And I'll read this to you because I know it's a little, a little small, but um, it's just, just a snippet of the impact that we had with our last round of distributions for this organization, the Greenwood Cultural Center. But it says, thanks to the generosity of AAT, the Greenwood Cultural Center was able to do something we haven't done in years, purchase a van and provide transportation to our programs for our participants. As I'm sure you can appreciate, in a depressed economic area, North Tulsa, transportation truly is the lifeline of the family, and many of the folks we were trying to help simply didn't have any way to attend our programs. Thanks to AAT and the matching grants provided by One Oak, we were able to purchase a van, and the effects were both tremendous and instantaneously. Virtually instantaneous. Virtually overnight, our program participation went through the roof with an increase in participation by at least 60%. It truly was the difference maker in what we do, and we have the AAT to thank for that. So you know, we didn't even have a really good year last year. We hoped to, to raise $1.5 million this year, which you know, we only raised $750,000 last year. So if we distribute twice as much to Greenwood Cultural Center, you imagine what they can do with that money. All we did this time was help them buy a van and they were able to increase participation, which goes back to that qualitative impact, which goes back to the economic impact, which goes back to just what kind of life we want to live for ourselves here in Tulsa and we want our kids to live in Tulsa as well. So I'm thrilled that you all um, are interested in giving back to the community. I hope that you will put AAT on your list I hope that you'll do that individually and collectively, and I hope that hopefully next time someone asks you if you have ever heard of AAT, you can raise your hand. Um, and if we can help you in any way support these causes, we're, we're happy to do that as well. So thank you, and do I have time for a couple of questions? Come on, someone? Yes, sir. Yeah, so is the Arts Alliance the 501c3? Um, it is not because it's under Tulsa Community Foundation. So Tulsa Community Foundation is a 501c3, and, and any support going to Arts Alliance comes into the Community Foundation. We then are the, the fiscal agent, if you will. We're overseeing the revenues and the expendi expenditures at this point. There will be a time where AAT is a separate standalone 501c3, but right now it's operating under our structure just to give it some foundation. 100% tax deductible. Yep, to the full fullest extent. It would just be like giving to the American Red Cross. How many students are being affected by AAT? Probably the 160,000. So through those 40 organizations, so 
AAT is distributing money to the 40 organizations. The 40 organizations are impacting 160,000 students a year. Fantastic. Yep. But we, we've got to count other counties too that come through here with their students too. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good point. Other, other students are coming through as well. Um, so yeah, there is a, there's an impact. It may not be as direct, it may be indirect. Uh, we have focused our efforts right now with AAT just on city of Tulsa. We have a little extension into Broken Arrow for one of these organizations, but most of it is city of Tulsa right now because we are getting that city of Tulsa vision money, and we're, we're trying to just figure out what the dynamics there are. We don't want to overstep uh, because some of those municipalities around the city did not participate and are not participating. What were some of the metrics you used to, to pick those 40 organizations? And then how will that grow? Yeah, uh, the metrics that we use to pick the 40 organizations and how will it grow. So the first, last year's metrics were, um, uh, can you breathe in a bag? And, and that was about, that was the metric. Um, no, it, it was more than that. I mean, there are, there are a lot of organizations that um, may not be in good standing that are arts and culturally oriented. They may not have their 501c3 status. Um, but we, we really did want to just open it up to just about everybody. Uh, this year we're getting more selective and in future years we don't think we'll go beyond the 40 number. So as we have more arts and cultural organizations, we'll get to a point where we just say, yeah, sorry, we think our limit, we think the, the effectiveness of this organization is limited at 40. Because otherwise you'll just dilute the amount that you're, you're really paying out to those entities. One more? Yep. Yes, ma'am. It goes with that question, Ben. As you reach the 40, do they need to re reapply every year? Yes, so do they need to reapply every year? Yeah, absolutely. And as we get more sophisticated and as we start raising more money, we're going to have to change the distribution rules too. So now the calculation is it's more mathematical, but it'll go, get more programmatic as time goes on so that we can, there may be an initiative that the board or the community needs us to focus on. And you may get a, a higher grade, if you will, in the scoring rubric if you can prove that you're focusing in on that particular element. So you know, the United Way has had 70 plus years to refine their scoring rubric. And it's not just a formula that it runs through. It's, it's right. And I think we'll get there as well. We're just we're two years into this. And uh, right now we're just we're, we're trying to do good for for many at this point. Okay, thank you all very much. I really do appreciate it, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this month's message. If you live in the Tulsa area, be sure to join us next month for a free lunch and another great speaker. We meet on the second Monday of every month at Tiamos at 61st and Sheridan at 11.40 a.m. For more information about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, visit www.ybtok.com. At the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, we are building leaders for a lifetime.